Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to Russ Podcast tonight. I'm your host, Kirk Space. Are you saved today? Do you have a born-again Christian experience that you want to share on the show? Are you religious? Are you questioning the Bible or even God's existence? If so, I want to have a conversation with you. You could reach out to me at rustpodcast at proton.me. That's rustpodcast at proton.me. I'm also on all the social media networks now. You could come find me over at uh, Facebook, Instagram, and I still have yet to get on X, you know, Twitter. So find me on any one of those, you know, get in touch with me. Uh, Listen, Christians, I want to talk to you. I want to hear your testimony. You guys have no idea how many Christians, I should say quote-unquote Christians, uh, deny sharing their testimony these days. I'd say for every one that I do get, 20 say no. And it makes no sense to me. I, I, like everybody I've already talked to uh, that, that has come on this show can't understand why this is even a thing. It, it makes no sense to me. And, uh, you know, the Great Commission is to go into the world and preach the gospel. And today, you know, the one thing that we do have that can lead people to Christ is our testimonies. So why aren't Christians wanting to share their testimonies? This is just a mind-boggling question that I have, and it's just, you know, since the Lord pushed me to start doing this show, I'm, He's really starting to show me uh, the state of the church and the state of the world and, you know, just how things uh, really are in the United States and all across the world, I guess, you know. Uh, I got people jumping to high heaven to want to share their testimonies, and, you know, and uh, I'm hearing people say, no, you know, I'd rather just uh, not. Uh, I have sports. I don't have time to do that. Uh, you know, there's just always an excuse, always something, you know, more important than the Lord. It's like the Lord is uh, the last uh, the last thing on their list that, you know, they, they worry about. So that being said, uh, my little rant is over. But uh, today I got Adam on again with me here in person. And we're going to kind of just have uh, a, just a back and forth conversation talking about uh, some of the things going on in the world. We're going to, uh, I put together uh, a bunch of content that I have come across recently on Facebook and Instagram on certain pastors, uh, some self-proclaimed prophets, a bunch of uh, music, and we're going to address some things that uh, are going on in the church, going on in the world, and we're just going to kind of, you know, run with it and see what happens. So let's uh, rock to it. Brother, you ready? Yeah, really flying by the seat of my pants here, but you'll get get my first reaction that's for sure oh and that that's uh that's what makes this genuine isn't it i kind of put you on the spot and say here listen to this i kind of you know found these videos what do you think yeah <laughs> no idea what's coming no so i, w- I want to start with now me and adam guys we i know you heard from some of our uh on his testimony and in mine we came from uh, a conspiracy theory background and we spent a lot of time researching, you know, the secret societies and the occult and, you know, all that stuff. So we came out of, uh, I mean, we still look into this stuff because it's still happening in today's world. And what we're seeing now, like we got to the point where we, we had to completely disconnect from everything because uh, over the past, I mean, what, Adam, probably since the last election, we decided the only true thing in the world is the gospel at this point. Yeah, it came to a point after 2020 that it was just 
overwhelming. You couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, it's a full-time job to try and, and follow the politics of the world. Uh, even the, what's going on in the church with how apostate the church is, it's just, it's so hard to follow. But with that being said, uh, you guys know right now in the world, uh, 2024, <clears throat> we're in an election year, right? And you guys know the front runner, and you know the current president we have, and we know what happened last time and how things are about to get nutty all over again. And now, you know, I'm going to kind of save a lot of, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to come out front and say this now. Um, we're going to come out with the unpopular opinion, uh, for most of you. And I get that. And there's probably going to put a target over me, but you know, it is what it is. But for, for most of this, uh, stuff in regards to Trump and the election, I'm going to save that for another episode with uh, Pastor Mike Chory, because he's coming on with me Tuesday, and he just wrote a new book called The Great Deception, and it is, it's revolutionary, and it's for today. And the Lord gave him this book, and when I read it, it totally blew my mind wide open to see what The Great Deception actually is. You know, so uh, we want to—what I want to start with today are— MAGA prophets, Adam, and you remember all of those guys from back in 2016 when Trump was first running? Yeah, you would have thought that uh, after it didn't happen for them, they kind of would have faded into obscurity, but apparently not. No, yeah, well, and it's kind of working out for them now, because now they're all coming back out and saying, well, our prophecy wasn't meant for 2020. It was meant for 2024. We just got the dates wrong. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> you know? Right. So anyway, there's this... Uh, <clears throat> now, this woman, her name is Julie Green, okay? And she is literally... She was on the front page headlines a couple times for end time headlines as being a self-proclaimed MAGA prophet. And it, that, that wasn't... Uh, it wasn't a good title that end time headlines was giving her because they're showing the state of how corrupt the church is in these end times and this woman she gives out daily prophecies thus saith the lord she comes right out and says it so i came across this video of her uh last this week yeah it was it was her prophecy given for um january 22nd so just a few days ago and like i said she does these daily and I got now before before I play this clip in this video, Adam, what would you say from a biblical, true biblical standpoint, what would um, be the qualifications for a true prophet? Uh, the main thing, number one, would be calling uh, the church, the body of believers to repentance. Right. Uh, not even necessarily a nation, although Jonah did that with Nineveh, yep, which would qualify him as a prophet. But as far as uh, predicting the future and <clears throat> such, that that's more of a psychic or a clairvoyant. Yeah, if you uh, go throughout the Bible and look at all the major prophets like Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, like the majority of their prophecy was warning of judgment. Right. And, you know, to repent, there was such a small factor of, you know, foretelling of what was to come. That wasn't, 
you know, now it seems like today um, there's no preaching of repentance or coming judgment, and it's all future telling, foretelling what's to come. It seems like it's backwards now. And always in a, and it seems that it's always good. They're prophesying good. Right. They're, you know, tickling the ears of their hearers. Itching ears. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a seeker sensitive feel good uh quote unquote prophecy. And I can't find uh one prophet today who's claiming to be a prophet that is actually preaching repentance. So before Getting that out of the way, uh, I'm going to play this clip here now. It's about five minutes worth of this woman's prophecy that she gave uh, just early this week, and the prophecy is called The Gloves Are Off. Are you ready, Adam? Let's do it. Okay, Let's hear it. here we go. Um, but here is a prophetic word. Now, this prophetic word is called The Gloves are off. Okay. It's called the gloves are off. And I heard this prophetic word on January 8th of 2024. My children, do you hear my words? Do you hear what I have been telling you in this year of 2024? The gloves are off. There is no more time for the wicked and all of their schemes and all of their plans to overthrow me or kick my church out of its power and authority responsibility to rule upon this earth. Evil men will not conquer you, my children. They will not stay in, in positions that they have sold their soul to the devil for. Things are coming to cleanse. Until that time, things will appear like there's no hope or it'll be frustrating. It'll be discouraging for some, but not for my remnant, not for my body. That is awake. That is your time to rise out of the darkness. Stronger. With more revelation. With more knowledge on how to use my power upon this earth. Greater revelation of who you really are. And how big I really am. This is a time to fight like never before but to experience a glory and anointing you have never known before. This is a time I have spoken of in my word, where my children, your enemies will fall and you will experience my goodness that no man has ever seen or no ear has ever heard. I have waited for this time and with your generation to show the world who I really am. My power upon my chosen people, my glory that has never been experienced, a restoration that has never been seen like this. I have chosen you, my children, for this great time of healing, of prosperity, a great time of freedom, and a great time of a wealth transfer. So get ready. It will be hard for some to believe that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Your enemies have heaped it up. It's appointed time to hand it over to you, my children. The ones with a pure heart. The ones that will use it to further my kingdom upon this earth. In these days, not everyone will experience the same transfer. But many of my children who will not believe in this, you will not be partakers of it. 
not only the wealth, but the miracles that you have been waiting for. Some won't receive my healing because they won't believe it's for today. But my children, now is the time to receive my words, receive my will, because everything is about to shift in the right direction, saith the Lord. White Castle will be in your news for a surprising reason. Pennsylvania, a great evil has been lurking in your land, and that evil is about to be exposed in a major way. Hold on because the truth and the proof is pouring out like a raging river to free your state. Kentucky will be in your news for a shocking reason. Letitia James is about to be exposed. Hold on because the evidence is coming out regarding the major setup against Donald Trump. I will expose everyone involved and not one person will get away with it. I am the judge and I have, have the final say with this and every court case in this land that is unconstitutional and unjust. Many attorney generals and many judges are about to be exposed on how much they hate this country. Now they've been trying to destroy the Constitution and your freedoms. But I am the judge over all the earth, and everyone is about to see that is true. Say it the Lord of hosts. The DOJ is about to be exposed in ways, oh, United States, you didn't think was possible. Whistleblowers are ready to come forward to expose corruption on a scale no one has ever heard of in your government. How they have worked with your intelligence agencies against you, how fake the administration not only has been weaponizing them, but trying to bring this nation down to its knees so it could never rise again. I will show you how corrupt and how evil and how every dirty politician, Obama and Biden, including along with many others, who are working together so there would never be a fair election where there would be no other president because the globalists were ready to fully move into your country to destroy it once and for all. This is all coming out for the enemies of this nation for their final takedown. Obelisk. This word and these monuments are about to be in your news for a shocking reason. Everything they stand for and why they were perfectly positioned and what they meant against you. My children, a great unleashing has begun. So withstand the pressure, push back on the control of their enemies and never give up. Never surrender, because it's time for your enemies to wave their white flag of surrender. Some have already. Some will, but others won't. Great judgment is coming for them. So be watchful, my children of Almighty God. Stay alert. Stay awake. The time is short. So choose which side you are on. It's almost over. So stand, pray, praise to destroy your enemies against you. Saith the Lord, your Redeemer. I want you to give the first response. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, my first, well, actually, I have a verse and a comment. 
And the verse that kind of popped into my head as she's going on is Isaiah 30, verse 10, which say unto the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Mm. And um, listening to her and kind of comparing that to uh, Stanley Frodsham's 1965 prophecy, they're polar opposites. Yep. It's unbelievable. It almost sounds like like she's calling out, um, saying how the corruption is going to be exposed. Biden, you know, the global... Like, don't these people understand that uh, God is the one who puts kings and leaders in control like we got what we got because we deserved it right he's allowing it at, at, right in the very least yeah he either willed it or allowed it the only two options and the the point is uh this country is under judgment severe judgment and we got a lot more to go because nobody is repenting did you hear her say the word repentance once did you hear her say the word sin once no, and I really don't think the judgment has even begun. No. We haven't really even begun to see it, what's coming. I mean, uh, you got 65 million uh, abortions in this country um, since uh, Roe v. Wade. Million, 65 million abortions. You think God's just going to let that go by and then come out and say, uh, hey, guys, I'm going to speak through my prophet here and let you know that I'm going to steal all the money from sinners and give it to you. Well, and that part there kind of scared me in that, yes, we're going to transfer all this wealth to you. Just take this small mark in your right hand or your forehead. Right. And, uh, you know, and if I would, you don't believe, you won't receive it. That's what she said. You know, my, my people who don't believe... You won't take part in in receiving this money or the miracles if you don't believe. It almost sounded like she was prophesying the Antichrist. Yeah. Didn't it? It did. It did, and no doubt that is going to happen. Right. And you know what it reminds me of, Adam? That stupid fairy tale, Nasera and Jacera, that these people are believing in that uh, Trump is going to come in riding like the Calvary. And scoop up all this wealth from all these global elite and redistribute it to everybody. Right, and and the whole pull behind that is uh, the same spirit that would drive the gambler to go down to the casino. Right. We're going to get rich, you know, just keep uh, holding out for this. It's, it's just absolutely insane that this woman gets so—and, dude, if you go on uh, her pages and the pages that are sharing her stuff— you won't find one person disagreeing with her. It's all amen, amen, amen. We're going to win. God wins. This, the like, nobody. And this is pretty popular, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. She's like one of the, like I said, she was on the End Time Headlines front page as being a self-proclaimed prophet claiming the, the overthrow of the U.S. government in 2024. Wow. It's unbelievable. And these are these are the the prophets of today, and uh, it's pretty fair to say that they're they're all pretty much uh, new apostolic and dominionists. Yeah, it sounds like uh, <clears throat> political or uh, patriotic dominionism, Dominion, yeah. right? And I want to bring up too, and that that video that I just played that was just a short clip. Um, after she gives that prophecy, I only got through about 20 minutes of this because it was like an hour long and I wanted to ram my head through a wall listening to it. But she went on to say, 
um, after she gave that prophecy, she's so tired. She's sick and tired of people telling her uh, things don't get better. Things, what do you, and they're calling her out saying, why do you keep seeing things are going to get better? They don't get better. Like the Bible clearly says things get worse. And her response is, she says, I need to ask you people telling me that things don't get better. What Bible are you reading? Because you will not find that anywhere. We are winning. Like what? Have you read the book of Revelation? She completely, like what do these people think is going to happen? What do they do with the rapture? What do they do with the great tribulation? They just completely ignore it and they think, uh, what, Trump's going to come and save the day and life's going to go back to normal. Everybody's going to get all this money and everybody's going to live a a nice cushy life until we're ready to go to glory. I'd actually be interested to know what type of uh, eschatology they are following. It seems it must be either a millennialist or preterist. Yeah, it's got to be something because it it seems like they're not even in any kind of fear of tribulation coming. Well, no, not if they believe it's already all taken place in AD 70. Right. Then we're basically in the millennium already in their mind, and it's... It's insanity, man. It's absolute insanity. And, you know, you brought up a really good point about uh, Stanley Frodsham's uh, 1965 prophecy, and... It is polar opposites. It's night and day. <clears throat> and I'm going to read it to you guys. It's not very long. But this this was... When did he pass away? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was shortly after he gave this. Yeah. Uh, this guy is 100% a prophet of God. He was friends with Smith Wigglesworth. Right. Yeah. He was one of the, the greats, one of the Pentecostal greats. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave this um, prophecy towards the end of his life, and it's going to bring chills to your spine. And if it doesn't convict you, then there's a serious problem, and you need to check your faith. So I'm going to read it now, and then we'll get on to the next sub- subject here. But this, is, this prophecy is the prophecy for today, and you need to take this seriously. Great judgments... With great judgments will I plead with the population of this country. Great darkness is coming upon the countries that have heard my gospel, but no longer walk in it. My wrath shall come upon them. The darkness shall be so great, the anguish so sore, that men shall cry out for death and shall not find it. There shall be a lingering death, famine, and great catastrophes. My wrath shall be manifested against all ungodliness. It shall come with great intensity. You have known my love, but have not experienced my wrath or my severity. My judgments are literal and not a thing to be passed over lightly. Realize the severity of my judgments and my intense anger against the sin in my household. My judgments shall begin in my house, for I will cleanse my house that is not a partaker of my wrath against the iniquities of the cities." Before I visit the nations in judgment, I will begin at my house. When I do cause my wrath to come upon the cities of the world, my people shall be separate. I desire a people without spot or wrinkle, and such will be preserved by me in the time of my wrath, which will be coming upon all iniquity and unrighteousness. I'm going to prepare you for the coming days by a hard path that will cause many to cry out continually unto me. 
For when the going is easy, men do not seek me, but rejoice in a temporary blessing. And when that blessing is removed, they so often turn this way and that in that way that they do not come to me. I'm showing you these things in order that you may seek me continually and with great diligence. As you seek me, I will open up truths to you that you have not seen before. And these very truths will be such that will enable you to stand in these last days. As you are persecuted, reviled, and rejected by your brethren, then you will turn unto me with all your heart and seek me for that spiritual life that you need. So that when the tribulation comes, you will have that which will enable you to stand. For many will be tossed to and fro, men's hearts shall fail them because of trouble on every hand. These days shall be very terrible, the likes of which have never been seen before. Coming glory and deceiving spirits. When I visit my people in mighty revival power, it is to prepare them for the darkness ahead. With the glory shall come great darkness. For the glory is to prepare my people for the darkness. I will enable my people to go through the darkness because of the visitation of my spirit. Take heed to yourselves, lest you be puffed up and think that you have arrived. Many shall be puffed up as in the olden days, for then many received my message, but they did not continue in it. Did I anoint Jehu? Yet the things that I desired were not accomplished in his life. Listen to the messengers, but do not hold men's persons in admiration or adulation. For many whom I shall anoint mightily with signs and miracles shall become lifted up and shall fall by the wayside. I do not I do not this willingly, for I have made provision that they might stand. I call many into this ministry and equip them, but remember that many shall fall. They shall be like bright lights, and the people shall delight in them, but they shall be taken over by deceiving spirits and shall lead many of my people astray. Hearken diligently concerning these things, for in the last days shall come seducing spirits. They shall turn many of my anointed ones away. Many shall fall through the diverse lusts, and because of sin abounding. But if you will seek me diligently, I will put my spirit within you, so that when one shall turn to the right hand or to the left hand, you shall not turn with them, but instead you will keep your eyes fixed wholly on your Lord." The coming days are going to be most dangerous, difficult, and dark, for there shall be a mighty outpouring of my spirit and judgment upon many cities, and many shall be destroyed. My people must be diligently warned concerning the days ahead. Many shall turn after seducing spirits, and already many are seducing my people. It is those who do righteousness that are righteous. Many cover their sins by great theological words, but I warn you of seducing spirits who instruct my people in an evil way. Many of these I will anoint that they in turn may purify and sift my people, for I will have a holy people. When I come, I shall not find faith upon the earth but in a few, for when the time of testing comes, many will depart from their Lord. Many shall come with seducing spirits and hold out lustful enticements. You will find that after I have visited my people again, and the way will become more and more narrow, and fewer shall walk therein. Be not deceived. The ways of righteousness are my ways. For though Satan came come as an angel of light, hearken not to him. For those who perform miracles and speak not righteousness are not of me.
I warn you with great intensity that I am going to judge my house and have a church without spot or wrinkle when I come. I desire to open your eyes and give you a spiritual understanding that you may not be deceived, but may walk with uprightness of heart before me, loving righteousness and hating every evil way. Look unto me, and I will make you to perceive the eyes of the Spirit, the things that lurk in darkness, that are not visible to the human eye. Let me lead you in this way, that you may perceive the powers of darkness and battle against them. It is not a battle against flesh and blood, for if you battle in that way, you accomplish nothing. But if you let me take over and battle against the powers of darkness, then they are defeated, and the liberation is brought to my people." I warn you to search the scriptures diligently concerning these last days, for the things that are written shall indeed be made manifest. There shall come deceivers among my people in increasing numbers, who shall speak forth in truth and shall gain the favor of the people. For the people shall examine the scriptures and say, What these men say is true. Then they say, Have gained the hearts of the people. Then and only then shall they bring out their wrong doctrines. Therefore, I say that you should not give your hearts to men, nor uphold people's persons in admiration or adulation. For by these very persons, Satan shall gain entry into my people. Watch for seducers. Do you think a seducer will brandish a heresy and flaunt it before the people? He will speak words of righteousness and truth and will appear as a minister of light declaring the word. The people's hearts shall be one. Then when the hearts are one, they will bring out their doctrines and the people shall be deceived. The people shall say, did he not speak thus and thus? And did we not examine it from the word? Therefore, he is a minister of righteousness. This, that he has now spoken, we do not see in the word, but it, is, but it must be right, for the other things he spoke were true. Be not deceived, for the deceiver will first work to gain the hearts of many, and then shall bring forth his insidious doctrines. You cannot discern those who are of me and those who are not of me when they start to preach." But seek me constantly, and when these doctrines are brought out, you shall have a witness in your heart that these are not for me. Fear not, for I have warned you, it is possible that the very elect may be deceived. But it is not possible if you walk in holiness and uprightness before the Lord. For then your eyes shall be open, and the Lord will protect you. If you will constantly look unto the Lord, you will know when the doctrine changes and will not be brought into it. If your heart is right, I will keep you. If you will look constantly to me, I will uphold you. The minister of righteousness shall be on this wise. His life shall agree with the word, and his lips shall give forth that which is holy true. There will be no mixture. When the mixture appears, then you will know he is not a minister of righteousness. The deceivers speak first the truth and then error, to cover their own sins which they love. Therefore, I exhort and command you to study the the scriptures relative to seducing spirits, for this is one of the great dangers of these last days. I desire you to be firmly established in my word and not in the personalities of men, that you will not be moved as so many shall be moved. I would keep you in the paths of righteousness. Take heed to yourselves and follow not the seducing spirits that are already manifesting themselves. Diligently inquire of me when you hear something that you have not seen in the word, and do not uphold people's persons in admirations. For it is by this 
very method that Satan will hold many of my people. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that you may triumph where I triumphed. On the cross, I triumphed over all the powers of Satan, and I have called you to walk in the same path. It is when your life is on the cross that you shall know the victory that I have experienced. As you are on the cross, seated in me, then you shall know the power of the resurrection. When I come in my glory, the principalities and powers in the heavenly places shall be utterly broken. Fear not, for I have given you the power whereby you may tread down the powers of darkness and come forth victorious through every trial. As you are on the cross, then you are victorious. It was on the cross that I triumphed over all the powers of the enemy. My life shall flow through as you enter into these precious truths. Look unto me and appropriate my life as your eyes and desires are toward me and know what it is to be crucified with me. Then you shall live and your anointing shall increase. It is not in my life as I walked upon the earth, but rather it was in my life as I hung upon the cross that I openly spoiled principalities and powers. I am showing you truth and shall cause you to overcome, to have power over the wicked one. This is the truth that will liberate you and those around you. You shall know also the fellowship of my sufferings. There is no other way whereby you may partake of this heavenly glory and to reign with me. My, war, my word says that if we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. I desire to make these truths real within you. As you keep them before you, you will turn and liberate many who are in bondage. You will have revelation of those who are in darkness and will have the keys to liberate the captives. Many speak to liberate, but do not have the keys. Upon the cross continually, you will know the power of my resurrection. If you will indeed judge yourself, you shall not be judged. As you seek my face and desire to be cleansed by me in all truth and sincerity of heart, I will judge you in the secret place, and the things that are in the secret place of your heart shall not be made manifest to others. I will do it in the secret place, and no man will know it. The shame that will be seen on many faces shall not be seen on your face. Therefore, in mercy and love, I am instructing you in order that you may partake of my glory. As you are willing to walk with me and rejoice in your sufferings, you shall turn partake of my glory." Look unto me, for you have need of power to overcome the wicked one and the bondages in other lives. I said that if a man will judge himself, if he shall not be judged, it is not my good pleasure that the shame of my people be seen by all. How can I judge the world if I judge not first my own house? Hearken unto these things that I am telling you, for it will not. if you will not hearken unto me, thy shame shall be evident to all. I would have you consider my life on earth. The anointing upon me was great, and yet the temptations were great on every side. They came in one form and then in another, offering me first the glory of the kingdoms of the earth, and then in the form of reveling and persecution. There will be great glory given to my people, but also the temptations will be intensified on every side. Think not that with the glory there shall be no temptations or persecutions. The glory to my church shall be great, and so also the temptations from the enemy to turn my people from my paths. I warn you again that when the glory shall be manifested, the temptations shall be great until very few that started shall finish the course. First of all, they shall be offered great 
worldly possessions, and then will come great revelings and unbelief. Consider your Lord, that as he walks, so it shall be for you. There shall be need of great intensity of purpose. At times it will seem that everyone is rising up against you, trying to turn you from the course that I have set for you. It is written of me that I set my face as flint to go in the direction that my Father had prescribed for me. If you will finish the course the Lord has laid down for you, you too will have to set your face as a flint. With great determination, you must walk in the course laid down for you. Many of your loved ones and those who follow with you will seek to persuade you and try to turn you from the course. With many words that seem right and in the natural, they will speak to you. Did not Christ rebuke Peter who would turn him from the course God had prescribed? Understand these two things and meditate upon them solemnly. The persecution and the darkness shall be as great as the glory in order to try to turn the elect and the anointed ones from the path the Lord has laid down for them. Many shall turn, but few shall be able to finish because of the greatness of grace that shall be needed to be able to endure unto the end. The temptation and the persecution of your Lord was continuous. He was tempted by Satan in many forms throughout his entire life, and even to the cross where he, the ungodly, cried out, If thou be the Christ, come down from the cross. Think not that there will be a time of no persecution, for it shall be from the time of your anointing until the end. Difficulties and great persecution will go on to the end. The Lord must prepare you to be an overcomer in all things, that you may be able to finish the course. The persecution shall increase, even as the anointing shall increase. In paths of judgment and righteousness shall the Lord God lead his people and bring them into the place which he has chosen for them. The Lord has chosen a place for his people, a place of righteousness and holiness, where he shall encamp around them. All who will be led of the Lord will be brought into this holy place. For the Lord delights to dwell in his people and to manifest himself through his people. The holiness of the Lord will be manifested through his people. Let the Lord lead you, and he will lead you in the difficult places. He led his people of old through a place where no man dwelt, where no man passed through, in a place of great danger and in the shadow of death. The Lord will indeed lead his people again through such places, and at the time, same time will bring them out into a place of great glory. Understand that the way toward the glory is fraught and with great danger, and many shall fall to the right or the left. Many shall camp on lesser ground, but the Lord has a place of holiness, and no unclean thing shall dwell among his people. Put your trust in him, and he will bring you into a place of holiness. He desires to bring his people into great glory, the likes of which has never been seen. For this is what the Lord will do for those who put their trust in him. It is a place of darkness and great danger, and it will separate his people into the place where he would have them walk. He will protect them from the voices that would turn them from his path. He will bring them through the dark places and treacherous paths and lead them out into the light of his glory. He will rejoice greatly over his beloved and cause them to be filled with joy unspeakable. He seeks to lead his people into a new place of grace and glory where he will indeed encamp among them. 
Put your trust in him, and he will surely bring you into this new place. Fear not the days to come, but fear this only, that you shall walk in a manner pleasing to the Lord. In this time I am ordering and setting up my church, and it shall indeed be pure, without spot or wrinkle. I will do a work in my beloved that has not been seen since the foundation of the world. I have shown you these things, that you may seek the Lord diligently with all of your heart, and that you may be a preserver of his people." Run not to this one or that one, for the Lord has so ordained that salvation is in him and in him alone. You shall not turn to this shepherd or to that one, for there shall be a great scattering upon the earth. Therefore look unto him, for he will indeed make these things clear to you. You shall not look here or there, for his wells shall increase your strength and your faith as he prepares you for the times that are coming." The truths that I have revealed to you must become part of you, not just an experience, but a part of your very nature. Is it not written that I demand truth in the inward parts? It is the truth of the Lord expressed in your very being that shall hold you. Many shall experience the truth, but the truth must become a part of you, your very life. As men and women look upon you, they will hear not only the voice, but see the expression of the truth. Many shall be overcome because they are not constant in my ways and because they have not permitted the truth to become a part of them. I am showing you these things that you may be prepared and having done all to stand. And all that before the rapture. All of that before the rapture. I don't think we've seen anything yet. So uh, does that sound more like the God of the Bible or did Julie Green sound more like the God of the Bible? Right. It's, uh, folks, like, this isn't a time to be messing around, okay? This isn't a time to be playing and watching YouTube preachers and following this guy, following that guy, and playing and dancing around with sin and, you know, just having a a good old time. We're coming down to the wire, and it's it's not getting any better. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse, and you want to be ready. So... That, uh, Julie Green, she's uh, all over the place right now. So this past week, Adam, I came across this new guy, and his name is Brad Robertson, okay? And this dude is some kind of, uh, I I believe he's part of the Grace Revolution, the Hyper Grace. And he's got, uh, I'm going to play three of his videos here for you. They're real short clips from his sermon. And this is absolutely insane. Listen to what this guy says. Moses, look at Nehemiah's prayers. Look at Daniel's prayers. Look at the prayers in the book of Psalms. They're they're begging God for forgiveness. They're pleading with God for forgiveness for their sins, for the nation's sins. So we don't want to model our approach to God after Daniel or after David or after Nehemiah. Because they're all seeking the forgiveness of God. They're pleading. They're begging for forgiveness. We want to relate to God the way the ascended Jesus said to relate to God. By faith. Trust. Believe. Receive forgiveness. And when we can understand those differences, then the Bible will begin to make more sense to us. So don't beg and plead for your country's forgiveness. You know, we don't want to model Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah. We, we don't want to model those guys. 
Is that what he was speaking about, or does he mean at all? Don't once you're born again and that's, saved, then don't ask for forgiveness for anything. That's a great question because we still got two videos left. <laughs> Here we go. God in the Bible is never talking about the Bible. That's so important to understand. Why? Because the Bible wasn't written when this was written. I mean, this is Luke given history. And Luke is writing. There was no Bible when Acts 18 was written. So it can't be talking about the Bible because the Bible didn't exist, right? So what's it talking about? Whenever you see the phrase, the word of the Lord or the word of God in the Bible, the context always tells us what that word is. For example, Jonah, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Well, the Bible didn't come to Jonah, right? But the word of the Lord came to Jonah, which was go to Nineveh. That was the word of the Lord for Jonah to go to Nineveh. The word of God here in Corinth is the new covenant of grace. That's the word of God. It's, it's what we'll see that in Corinthians. Paul, Paul uses the same words to refer to the new covenant, New Testament message of grace. So Paul stayed a year and a half teaching them the word of God or the gospel of grace that Jesus gave him to teach people, right? So I wonder what um, <clears throat> what did the Pharisees study? What did, you know, there's no Bible, <laughs> the Word of God. I mean, they had scrolls written. That's what they, they had. That was the Word of God. Well, was he saying that each individual gets their own Word of God directly? Well, yeah, that's how he implied it. Outside of the Bible? Right, like the, the God's going to give you the Word just like he gave to Jonah for Nineveh. Like that is the Word of God, what God gives you. You know, but here, this last one is the icing on the cake. Recently, a pastor, a very famous pastor in the United States saying, we've got to plead for the forgiveness of God. And I'm like, no, I'm about to put a Facebook post out. We don't have to. And I'm like, you probably saw it like three days ago. It's like, we don't have to plead for the forgiveness of God. We just receive the forgiveness of God by faith in Christ. And that's what changed my life because I spent a lot of my time asking for forgiveness. And another day, asking for forgiveness and asking for forgiveness. And, and, and then when I began to see the gospel, it's like, hold on, God, I'll never ask you to forgive me another day of my life. But I will trust that I am forgiven. I will trust that I am righteous. I will trust that I am holy. And this is the message that the ascended Jesus sent Paul to the world with. A lot of times, and you have gotten this as well, when we teach on the forgiveness of sins, people will, well, what about the Lord's Prayer? What about Matthew 6? What about uh, Matthew 18? Forgive 70 times 7. And, and that's a pretty easy answer. That's, that's Old Testament. Christ hasn't died on the cross yet. So I guess he doesn't believe that First uh, John 1 and 9 is the Bible either. Yeah, right. For, uh, you know, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Well, and that's not a new concept or idea. That's actually a Gnostic belief, is that anything that falls under the Old Testament was... It's null and void, and that was actually a different God. Yeah, right. It's, uh, you know, and there's, um, 
in another part of this, he, he went on to say that, you know, all the words in red in the New Testament can be ignored, you know, because they were speaking before the cross, you know, in their Old Testament. They're irrelevant now. You know, and that whole thing of pleading for the nations, you shouldn't plead like Daniel did for the nation or Jeremiah, you know, pleading for the nations and, you know, ignore the red words. Like, it completely takes Matthew 4, 4 out that we should uh, not live by bread alone, but by every word out of the mouth of God. And, you know, in regards to our nations and our countries and the sins of the nation, like, Second Chronicles seven fourteen is yeah. pretty clear, man. Like, mm-hmm. if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Yeah, we need to pl- pray and plead on behalf of our country and not just our country, but any, any. country that a Christian would reside in. Yeah, but according to Brad Robertson, uh, you don't need to do that anymore. And, you know, this; these are just little small examples that uh, I'm coming across on a daily basis here. I mean, these, these guys are all over the place. And here now this, this is another one. Uh, have you heard of the Gen Z Bible? No. Listen to this. Is they, it a new version? It's a new version, and it's called the Gen Z Bible. You ready? Mary was a pick-me girl for God and was simping for him in prayer. When the angel Gabriel appeared to her and said, Ayo, you're a real one, and the top G G is feeling you. But she thought his compliment was sus and gave him the side eye. So he said, baby girl, chill. God, God sent me to tell you you've passed his vibe check. And Loki, he wants you to have the main character. You name him Jesus, and they will say, he's him. The one prophesied in the divine dad lore. (laughs) Whose solos all and whose crushing it never ends. He will take the W from all his ops, and his kingdom will go hard forever. She said, how can this be, since I promised him my body count will always be zero? (laughs) Respectfully. This ain't about cuffing season, for the Holy Spirit will live rent-free in you, and your boy Jesus will be a divine bro. Besides, your cousin Elizabeth is with child, who is already older than a boomer, and whose husband is way past his beekeeping age. So Mary said bet, and Gabriel left her on red, and she let the Holy Spirit cook. This is absolutely disgusting. Well, it's mishandling the word of God, obviously. It's blasphemy, uh, making light of the word of God. Yeah. Uh, making it into a joke. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It's uh, anybody, I mean, if you guys out here are, are reading this garbage, you need to burn it and repent. Because this is nonsense. This is why we're getting preachers like that guy, and we're getting prophecies like Julie Green and all this stuff. And... Here's another clip I want you to hear, Adam. This girl is claiming to be, <clears throat> and this is this is my point, and one of the reasons why I started this show, because nobody has any concept or idea of what it means to be a Christian anymore, right? They just kind of pay lip service and say, yeah, I believe in God. I'm a Christian. Or that he's a, a magical genie that's going to uh, bring you good things. Right. 
Well, here, this one's going to set you on fire. Check this out. You're, you're wearing a cross. Yes. Do you consider yourself a Christian? I believe in God. Let me ask you a question. Do you wear your cross while you're engaging in producing porn or OnlyFans content? I always wear my cross. You always wear your cross. I okay, never so take it off. Do you think that God approves of you doing porn, basically? Yeah, it's not hurting anybody. I do it very safely. Do you think God wants you making porn? God said that he loves everyone. Okay, I have a question. If God wants you to be a porn star, what do you think Satan wants? To stop doing what I do? I S Satan wants you to not do porn and God ah. wants you to do porn. If I ha Do I have that right? Yeah. That's a real interview. So they will call good evil and evil good. Yeah, right. What is in the, is that in Timothy? Yeah, I think it's or Isaiah. Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah I, I believe it is Old Testament. Yeah, it's But Tim Timothy as well. Second uh, <clears throat> Timothy right. 4. Yeah. You know, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap onto themselves teachers having itching ears. Yep. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned onto fables. I mean, if if this ain't a sign, we're in the last days. Yeah, I don't know what is. And you know, I see. And it, it Adam, this is all like, I hate having to be on social media to promote promote my show because it's the only available platforms we have to even try and do this. And I I see this garbage all the time. And you know, it's just it's one wrong teaching after the other, and and you know, another one here. Um, Right around New Year's, this girl. And these people have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers, Adam. Like, it makes no sense to me. But this girl here, her New Year's resolution, she's an, a very avid <clears throat> uh, Christian content creator. And her New Year's resolution, 2024, will be the year we break generational curses through fasting and prayer. Like, that is not biblical. No. When you get saved... Any of those generational curses are broken at salvation. Right. When you're born again. Mm -hmm. It's just these little, just simple doctrines that they're just, it's its absolutely insane, man. And <laughs> Fables. Yeah. They're turned on to fables. <clears throat> and I, I had a good conversation this morning uh, with Pastor Mike on the phone about a lot of this stuff. And the reason as to why is because of the internet. And social media and the swiping and this constant, it's demoralized and desensitized everybody because... Oh, everyone's a prophet, apparently. Yeah, they're... Uh, they're what it sounds like. They're prophets and, you know, there's smut and garbage uh, in their pocket at any given time. And they're just, it's what they see on a constant daily basis. So to them, it's normalized. Because as soon as you open Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, there's a girl twerking. Or there's, you know, it's just smut and garbage. So nobody has any objection to it anymore because it's so normal. We've normalized this stuff. Right. Or you could say the underlying doctrine of it all is ultimate reconciliation, that they're just believing everyone goes to heaven no matter what. There's really uh, yeah, no way to avoid heaven. Well, I mean, this girl obviously thinks God wants her to do porn, and, you know. Well, look at My Micaiah in the book of First Kings. You know, he went and uh, he was the only one that was willing to say the opposite of what every other prophet was telling the king. Right.
They said, you know, the words of the prophets all declare good unto the king with one mouth. Mm. And they were asking him, let your word be like one of them. Speak that which is good unto the king. Right. Which he refused to do and, and paid for it greatly. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's just a mess. It's a mess. And I, I, don't, I mean, folks, if you're not seeing the writing on the wall here, uh, what's coming? Uh, you, you need to step out of it. And, you know, uh, there's one more subject here I want to address <clears throat> um, on tonight's episode is uh, worship music and Christian music, Adam. Um, what, what is your, you know, just off the cuff, what is your take on modern Christian worship music? Because I have a couple examples I want to play for you as to what's trending and what's popular and, and what people are actually listening today and trying to worship the Lord with. I make a very strong distinction between anointed praise and worship and basically everything else, which, you know, you could call it Christian, contemporary Christian. You could even call it Southern gospel or gospel. I, I don't feel that any of that stuff is anointed praise and worship unto the Lord. I feel like it's just another genre that, you know, it's it might be sanitized, but in the end it's... And basically now the modern stuff, they're not even changing the genre. No, and that's and this is that's what this uh, this topic is about because there, like you said, there are you know it's Christian contemporary, but this stuff that I'm going to play, uh, this is worldly music, right? And all they're doing is adding Christian to the name or Jesus in the lyrics. So I'm going to that. A lot of times they won't even yeah go that far. You're right. So I'm going to play a couple short samples here of some of the songs and and put now these these people have thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers likes uh they are praised up and down as uh you know being great worship leaders and you know praise unto the Lord. So let's get to it right here. Pav, if the weakened wrote music for Jesus. Lord, I'm coming back. I've been on my own for long enough. All you ever did was show me love, Jesus. 
This is already a song by The Weeknd. She just changed the lyrics. Didn't even have to do too much. All that I was missing was your touch. Jesus. I look around and this world is cold and empty. And it could never give me anything better than your love. I say, ooh, I'm drowning in your love. I was lost, but thank God I've been found. I say, ooh, you're all I'm thinking of. Oh, when I lose hope, you're the one I I'm noticing that I've been on my grind. This a lift off. All on God's time, homie, ain't no wristwatch. Running after Jesus, got the devil pissed off. Told them they gon' know this song like it's up on TikTok. Shepherd of the sheep, sheep. Gospel in the street, street. Church like it's a blessing. Giving them God in the melody. I'm on a whole nother level. I better be better than all of the worst of the enemy. I'm never listening. What are they telling me? Blood on the cross of me. Heavenly pedigree. Dead in my sin. I've been feeling a remedy. Step on the devil. I know that he dead in me. All of my life, I've been called for more. Yeshua really called the score. Team ready. We've been all aboard. Locked in. Gotta work the core. Follow God. Better lace the fours. Better cry. I'ma face the war. Son of God. I'ma praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'ma praise the Lord. If it ain't God's will, I don't make time. I gotta read the word when I make rhymes. I gotta pray to God like I'm a FaceTime. Stay disciplined on the Baseline, no doubt it's a whole new season. God, we need your glory. Pleading for your presence, cause I know it's mandatory. Yeah. Making a Christian song that's meant to be played at a rave festival is the caption. I spent my whole life looking for love, but couldn't find it. Ignoring the one from up above who designed it. I spent a lot of my time running away from truth. Putting on a fake smile to the lights when I was easy. Vibey, shiggy Jesus music. I'm going to give you... Was that at a Jesus festival, that last one? Yeah, right. Uh, I think the idea of, verse. of separation is, is lost on... Come out from among them and be separate. Exactly. That's I, lost. 
I want to uh, read a quote. It's actually from Brother Swaggart's book from uh, originally published back in the 80s, Rape of a Nation. Mm. He said, so-called Christian music is to the secular music scene as methadone is to the drug scene. So many hymns today, if they deserve to be called hymns, are full of maudlin sentimentality instead of divine adoration. They announce our love to God instead of his love for us. They recount our experiences instead of his mercies. They tell more of human attainments instead of Christ's atonement. Worship cannot be rendered by professing Christians who are in doubt as to their standing before God. Praise and joy are essential elements of worship, but how can those who question their experience in the Beloved, who are not certain whether they would go to heaven or hell should they die at this moment, be joyful and thankful? It's impossible. And that was the one thing missing from all of that music. There's not joy in any of that. No, it's just trying to be take worldly music and you know, call it Christian. Right, which lacks joy in the first place. That type of music can never produce true Christian joy. Right, and you know, um, you know, when you ask these people about this, like why, you know, because they get a lot of flack. I actually see it on these people, like there are true born-again believers calling this stuff out, praise the Lord. But uh, their excuse is, well, we're trying to reach the youth. We're trying to reach this group. We're trying to reach that group. And I don't know if that's the truth. I think that just might be an excuse for them to do the kind of music they want. Yeah, it's a, it's a niche market that they're trying to hit. Yeah. it's uh, it's And what these people, like people listening, if you're one of those people that listen to this kind of music or Christian metal, that's another big one, Christian metal. Does that those two words even belong together in the same sentence? Right. This stuff that you're listening to, there's a spirit behind it. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's a demonic spirit. And it it pulls you in and it sucks you back to, you know, Adam, just listening to half of those EDM songs and the techno ones, like, in my mind, that took me back to a, a time in my life where it wasn't good. Right. They're seducing spirits right. is the word the Bible refers to them as. And they'll seduce you in and draw you in. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a mess. And, and you know... I'm going to play a a short clip here quick of what the true anointing is really like. Slip up your hands and sing it now. Worship him, the saints of the living God. Praise his mighty and his holy name. Jesus Christ is Lord, sing it now. 
You know, that uh, one of the Crusades that I think that was um, one of the football stadiums somewhere in South America, but 50,000 some people just chanting hallelujah like unbelievable man and you know it's It's not a comparison no not at all and uh, you could tell i mean the spirit you know bears witness but you know with all of this out of the way today on on what we talked about tonight um it's not all bad okay 99.9 percent of it is trash but all of this stuff i showed you i've only seen within a week right i'm guessing your algorithm is throwing it towards you this way see i'm not on social media myself so i would have known never known any of this existed Yeah, existed right but if it's pushing it to you it's obviously pushing it to everyone else as well yeah exactly you know if you're claiming to be a christian on social media today this is the the stuff you're getting you know your algorithm you know follows your keywords and stuff but i want to close it with uh before we pray tonight um you know those kind of uh i guess they're uh they're content creators, but they're guys that just go out in the streets and they they interview people and ask them random questions. Right. This guy, like a survey. Uh, yeah, like a survey, yeah. just asking random silly questions for their channel or whatever they do. This guy, uh, I'll just I'm just gonna let you listen to it because this is not the uh, the answer anybody expected. Oh my gosh, that is the best question that I've heard all day. Why do you think women cheat? Before I go, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. <laughs> See, that's why we're doing the interview. Okay, I want to know not only why do women cheat, but why do men cheat? And I will tell you why. It's because people are searching for love and they're looking in the wrong places. And actually, I'm here to tell you that only true love is found in Jesus. And no one should cheat on anyone, but the problem is we're all broken. And we're all separated from God. But God didn't want that separation. And that's why he sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. And Jesus bridged the gap between you and true love. And you don't have to cheat. No one has to cheat because we have the best love. And no one can take it away from us. And so, yeah, if you guys don't have Jesus in your heart, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord. Give me this love that I need. Make me right. Let me know what true love is. And I'm telling you, you'll never be the same. It'll be the best decision of your life. It was for me. That's why I say it. Ten years ago, I was suicidal. I didn't want to live. I didn't have love. I felt cheated of all love. And, you know, I found real love. And that's what I'm here to tell you about today. So. Wow, she took full advantage of that, oh, of that random God. encounter. Yeah, seriously, man. Like, God, please protect that woman at all costs. Like, that is such a rarity to find today in a woman. Like, that is unbelievable. Well, and here you are pleading for anyone to please share your testimony on my <laughs> yeah, podcast. Right. And this girl's going to some guy who has a, a goofy channel uh, interviewing people why women cheat or why men cheat. That's awesome. So and, that one, uh, that was, I guess, a video also thrown your way? Yeah, it was so a, Like a you said, they're, I guess they're not all bad, but there's enough leaven mixed in with... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I would say uh, the rate of videos like that compared to all the other ones we listen to tonight, it's about the same rate of me uh, getting Christians to actually come on and share their testimony. It's pretty low. It's very low. So, uh, but guys, listen, tonight, um, the time's getting short. Uh, We're running out of time. It's, It's too late in the game 
guys to be messing around or not being serious or, you know, walking away for sinful desires or wanting to live your own way. God is coming back any day now. And I'm going to get into this a lot heavier on Tuesday with Pastor Mike on his book, The Great Deception. And we're going to lay out the Caiaphas prophecy for you in uh, extreme detail as to what is happening in our our um, our country today. And uh, you guys got to stop playing sides and picking left side, picking the right side. And you need to take Team Jesus and you need to get on your face and you need to repent. You need to repent for all of the sin. You need to plead with God for the forgiveness of our country, for our leaders. You might hate Joe Biden. You might hate all these people. But as Christians, we're to love the sinner but hate the sin. And we need to pray for leadership. Okay? We have what we have because God allowed it. Okay? And there's a lot of sin left to be judged. Okay? And the United States isn't written anywhere in Bible prophecy. We don't know the outcome of our country. But I'll say this. The number one export in this country is the gospel. And it's the gospel through missions. It's the gospel through Sun Life Broadcasting Network's Biblethon, through Sherathon. God is protecting this country, you know, a, a little bit more. But it's not going to last forever because... If he doesn't judge us soon, he's going to have to apologize for Sodom and Gomorrah. That's just the fact, because our day today, you know, the Bible says, you know, it'll be just like the days of Noah, and we're there. We are 100% there. Right, just consider that prophecy we read tonight. Yeah, exactly. Stanley Frotcham, and that was in 1965. And, you know, guys, it's this is serious, okay? You don't want to be playing around, hopping, jumping, skipping, singing Kumbaya. All right, it's time to get on our face. It's time to pray for the country. It's time to pray for our loved ones. It's Amen. time It's time to repent and pray for revival. The only thing that's going to delay what's coming is repentance. You want a revival? It starts with you. Okay? So tonight, me and Adam, we're going to give you an opportunity to pray with us, to accept the Lord. If you've walked away from the Lord and you want to come back, we're going to give you that opportunity tonight, okay? So I'm going to lead us. Adam's going to repeat after me, and you guys just follow along. Dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. The way that I've lived and the things that I've done. The way I've lived and the things I've done. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And cleanse me. And cleanse me. With your precious blood. With your pr precious blood. From all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. With my mouth I confess. With my mouth I confess. The name of the Lord Jesus. The name of the Lord Jesus. In my heart. In my heart. I believe. I believe. That God raised Jesus. That God raised Jesus. From the dead. From the dead. And he is alive. And he is alive. Right now. Right now. This very moment. This very moment. I accept Jesus Christ. I accept Jesus Christ. As the Savior of my soul. As the Savior of my soul. And I make him the Lord of my life. And I make him the Lord of my life. And according to your holy word. And according to your holy word. Which cannot lie. Which cannot lie. 
I believe that I'm washed. I believe that I'm washed. That I'm cleansed. That I'm cleansed. That I am forgiven. That I am forgiven. That I'm justified. That I'm justified. That I am saved. That I am saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. and amen. All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure tonight. Uh, Sorry for the the uh, the little turn slow turnaround time on content, but Adam always comes in clutch to help me out here, and I got I got a few more booked, and like I said, I got one more tomorrow, another guy coming, uh, Pastor Mike Tuesday, and you know they're they're coming in slowly but surely, and uh, I like I told you before, they're gonna turn out as I get them, because that's what the Lord's called me to do. So uh, in closing tonight, I'm not gonna play the outro like normal. We're going to play you a song. This is what, Adam, this is your favorite song, isn't it? Yeah. yeah t- this is a song from, uh, the, I think it's the late 90s. Uh, it's Tabitha Pimlot singing Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross at Family Worship Center in Baton Rouge. You guys want to hear what the anointing sounds like? We're going to give it to you right now. So, Great guys, example. take care. God bless. We love you and pray for revival.
with a strange and sweet perfume and light that came from everywhere drove shadows from the room and Jesus he stood before me with his arms held open wide and I fell down on my knees and clung to him and cry